Well, the last full week of Big 12 football is in the books as we recap week 13 in the conference. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is, of course, the site as we look back on the week that was in the Big 12 conference. And this was last full week of football. We've got some uh, makeup games, of course, coming up here this uh, Saturday, and then it's going to be the Big 12 championship game on the 19th. That is going to be the Iowa State Cyclones and the Oklahoma Sooners. And there's plenty of time to talk about that game. But how about the fact that you've got Oklahoma going for a sixth straight conference title, and you've got Iowa State trying to win its first conference title in what? How long? 108 years. So great to be with you guys. And uh, we are on right now. Facebook Live. We're on Periscope. We'll be up on YouTube. Of course, the podcast later on today. And do not forget to leave a rating and a review on the podcast. I appreciate a lot of you guys who have done that, especially the last couple of weeks. We've had a big lift in ratings and reviews on the podcast, and that does help us out tremendously. Build this show organically. Uh, you know, we don't have some big network behind us, all right? We, we don't have that. And by you leaving just a simple rating and review, uh, it's, it's first off, really appreciated, and that's why we're sending you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you do it. So leave that rating and review, and then send me a screenshot of it to my email. It's Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So much appreciate that, guys. Let's get to the games. We will go in order, and I guess we got to start off with the disaster That was the Kansas State Wildcats yesterday taking on the Texas Longhorns, losing 69-31. to I mean, just unbelievable. You know, my picks were terrible yesterday. I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm always up front with you guys, all right? I was a a Baylor loss away from an offer yesterday. But I was thinking about this. Did B. John Robinson save Tom Herman's job? Like, one of the reasons I say that is because Bijan Robinson, five-star freshman running back who just was lights out yesterday. He had over 19 yards per carry, three touchdown runs, 172 total yards. He was a beast. And that was a couple of things. First off, he helped Texas crush Kansas State. But secondly, what he did was I think he reminded people how well Tom Herman has recruited the last couple of years. I mean, this guy's had three straight top 10 classes. Two of those uh, last three years in the top three in the country. I know the guys have not been developed like they should have been, but the dude can recruit. He recruited much better than Charlie Strong. He recruited uh, much better than the end of the Mac Brown tenure. He's recruited really well. Now, there's a lot of things you can criticize him for, but you saw Bijan Robinson. I believe he was the number one running back in America. He was a five-star guy coming out of high school. Lights out yesterday. Against the Kansas State Wildcats, he was just absolutely incredible watching him uh, just destroy the Kansas State defense. So that was a reminder, I think, for some people to say, hey, this guy does recruit well. And by the way, one of the biggest critiques of Tom Herman has been he doesn't blow out teams he's supposed to blow out. He just doesn't do it. They play close games when they win, and they're the underdog, and they play close games when they when they uh, lose or win if they're playing down to competition. They play up and down to competition. That's a bad look for Tom Herman. He finally didn't have that yesterday. He didn't. And I saw this little tidbit. Yeah, th- this will impress you. I mean, it won't if you're a Texas fan. But over the past 10 years, Oklahoma has 17 wins over Big 12 teams not named Kansas by 30 or more points. Texas has two of those. Two. 
That's it. He's got two. So if only Herman did more of this the last four seasons, I don't know if his seat would be as hot. I, I really don't think it would be because at least blowing out teams you're supposed to beat is a good thing to do. The Kansas State defense was horrendous yesterday. I was so disappointed in that performance by Kansas State. Uh, yes, I get I picked them uh, not to win, but to at least cover the spread. I thought Texas would be the team that wouldn't show up, and it was the opposite. Kansas State did not show up. Home crowd, end of the season, they did not show up. There's no other way to put it. They end the season on a five-game losing streak, and what was once a promising Big 12 championship contending season ends the year on a brutal low note. Brutal low note. Uh, I mean, outside of Deuce Vaughn, like who excites you right now that you're like, oh, geez, I, I really want to watch this guy. I mean, Wyatt Hubert, maybe, but I, what a terrible way. And I've been very high on Chris Kleiman. I'm a big fan of his, but that was an inexcusable performance yesterday. It was pathetic, absolutely pathetic for, for Chris Kleiman and that entire program top to bottom. That's how bad that was because Texas had mailed it in. They had guys opting out all over the place the last week. Everyone's talking about Urban Meyer, and they got waxed by 40. They, they let Texas hang 70 on them, and it could have been 80 if they wanted it to be. That's how bad that was yesterday. I, I'm sorry, K-State fans. I love climbing, but you know what? That was brutal. That was absolutely brutal, and it was tough to watch on many levels. I mean, it was just like, woof, boy. So uh, that's where we stand on that game. Let me see what else I had written down just notes-wise. Oh, boy, the Derek Kerstetter injury. Oh, the Texas offensive lineman, if you didn't see it, his foot was literally going in the opposite direction. I, someone rolled up on him, Texas offensive lineman, Derek Kerstetter, and it is so ugly. So ugly. His foot is literally pointed in the wrong direction. But he only ended up with a dislocated foot, and he was back in the locker room after the game doing the Texas fight song. So I don't care what you think about Texas. God bless him. He is, uh, looks like he's going to be okay. I don't know what his fu- football future is, but it certainly could have been a lot worse if you saw that injury. A lot worse. So leave us your comments. Uh, chime in here on Facebook Live. Also, of course, uh, you know we're on Periscope as well. Uh, Mark Malik Knowles looked good for Kansas State. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, also, K-State defense looked bad yesterday. KSU gave up three turnovers. I don't know what happened to the defense yesterday. I, I agree. I'm, I knew the offense had problems. We all did. But the defense was stunningly bad. That was really disappointing uh, to watch that team play. All right, how about this? Texas Tech barely getting by Kansas 16-13. to I told you guys last week, I said, I don't like picking Texas Tech minus 27. Texas Tech has done nothing to earn the right to be a 27-point favorite over a high school team, okay? They have not earned that right. But, you know, Kansas hadn't covered a spread all year, and I had made a lot of money betting against Kansas. Uh, there was one time this year that I bet on KU to cover. It was the Iowa State game, and Iowa State got a late cover. I said, I'm not doing that again, all right? Not with this team. But I told you last week on the podcast, I said that I would, I, Texas Tech has not earned this right, but Kansas has earned it less to have my money go on them. <laughs> That's what it came down to. So, of course, I look like a fool right now, but, uh, you know, Texas Tech barely sneaking out of there with a 16-13 win over the Jayhawks. And I mean, what the heck, Tech? I, I, you got you got issues 
all over the place. Special teams, defense, offense. I mean, it was just it was tough to watch. I'll say I'll say this though. Kansas has some guys on that defensive line that I think the future should be excited about. They should be excited about this. But look at what Tech did defensively. Tech had four sacks and 12 tackles for loss. Four sacks, 12 tackles for loss, and they only gave up 112 rushing yards, two and a half yards per carry, only 102 uh, passing yards. They outgained. Let me pull this up here real quick, just so I have the exact numbers for you. Texas Tech outgained Kansas 410 to 214. And they barely won the game by a field goal. Why? Turnovers and penalties. They had four turnovers, three fumbles lost, the interception, and then penalties 70 for 80 yards. I mean, I don't know what the future is of Matt Wells, but I'll tell you right now. That was a pathetic, pathetic performance yesterday considering who you're playing, uh, how bad Kansas has been. This was a chance to get off the schneid and win a game, and they couldn't get it. I mean, they got it done, but frankly, they in many ways deserve to lose based on how sloppy they played yesterday. And that's one thing. You know, I'm all about giving a guy leeway who's got to rebuild a program like Matt Wells does. But when you guys are playing sloppy football, like give Les Miles credit. He's playing a lot of freshmen, you know, the most freshmen in the country. But yesterday they won the penalty battle. They had no turnovers. And look what happened. They were right in the game. I'm not saying Les Miles is a master X's and O's statistician. That's not what he is. It's never what he's been. But his guys are starting to get it. They're not turning the ball over, the penalties they're keeping down, and you're seeing that pay off because even if you're less talented, you can overcome that uh, with with just doing the basics right. And to his credit, I mean, that's something that they, uh, they did yesterday. So Texas Tech getting a 16-13 win, but frankly, deserving to lose. No doubt about it. Um, John on Facebook Live. Now that you bring up tech, would they move on? Move on from what? Wells? I don't see it. I, I mean, what direction is Texas Tech going to go that you're going to feel better about right now? So I'm genuinely curious. Like, and I'm not saying I, I love what Matt Wells is doing. I don't. But I, I do think there's something to be said for uh, you hire a guy, you got to give him a shot. And by a shot, I probably mean a full recruiting cycle of four years. Um, there are some Art Bryles rumors out there, and that's all they are is rumors. I'm not going to put a lot of credence to them. I'm just telling you that those rumors are out there, that there are tech people that want to take a chance on Art Bryles. Apparently, Kirby Hocutt has no interest, but that is out there. Uh, you know, Tech fans looking to get a hold of, of Art Bryles. So, once again, I have no insight into how legitimate it is, but I'm telling you that those rumors are out there for, for our Biles and Texas Tech. The third 11 a.m. game of the day was TCU beating Oklahoma State 29-22. to uh, Oklahoma State fans have got to be beside themselves. I mean, this is a team that uh, brought back a Heisman contending running back, 10 of 11 starters on defense, and they are now sitting at 5-3 and three in the conference. 5-3. and three. In the Big 12 for Oklahoma State. I I don't know if Spencer Sanders is the guy. I have no idea. But I do know this. I mean, you know, they're going to play Baylor next week, and Baylor's playing some good football. Uh, certainly better than they played all season. That is not a lock of a win at Baylor next week. It's not. And this team was up 13 nothing. 
what changed the game was the touchdown or at the end of the half by TCU. That gave the Horn Frogs a little bit of momentum, feeling good about themselves going into the locker room. And obviously, you know, third quarter was all TCU. Rest is history. Horn Frogs get a 29-22 win. But you have every right, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, to be woefully um, underwhelmed and disappointed by how this season has played out. It just feels like since Bedlam, uh, they have mailed it in. You know, they got the win over Tech last week, but even Tech came back late. They had this game up early, 13-0. They flounder in the second half. They scored a total of six points in the final 30 minutes against TCU. I just bad on all levels for Mike Gundy. And it is a disappointment, a real disappointment, how the season has played out for the Cowboys, a team that I picked to be in the Big 12 championship game before the season. The bright spot, obviously, is Desmond Jackson, the running back, Juco guy, who's uh, making his presence felt. Chuba Hubbard is not playing right now. Uh, he had 29 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown, so you're happy about that. But outside of that, you know, all these guys, this was the year. I mean, think about this defense. This defense that, that Mike Gundy brought back, if you paired, I mean, think about the 2011 offense with this defense. That's That team wins a national title. And the fact that the offense just never really found its footing. I know the offensive line had a lot of issues this year, but still, I, watching this offseason is going to be interesting for Oklahoma State. Like, I, Part of me wonders, does Gundy want to keep doing this? Is he interested in this? Uh, does he love doing this anymore? Is Spencer Sanders going to be the quarterback? Shane Illingworth is kind of more along the mold of what Gundy has done at that position for the better part of 15 years. So, and yesterday Sanders was 16 of 34. I mean, that's just not going to cut it. He had some good passes that uh, couldn't get corralled in by the wideouts, but that's just not going to cut it. It's not. Not in this offense. I'll give TCU credit, though. They came back, you know, when they looked like they were done early. They came back, and Max Duggan had 265 passing yards and 104 rushing yards. Uh, he needs help. Zach Evans, who I was very high on last week, did not have a great game. He had the fumble that was returned for six. He had 10 carries, 34 yards, and a score. Uh, they still got to figure out that side of the ball. But quietly, quietly, TCU had a surprisingly good season. Like, it still is a mediocre season. It's a third straight mediocre season for TCU, but they went 5-4 and four in Big 12 play, and they won four of their past five games. Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. Uh, so I'll give them some props for how Gary Patterson closed the year after a, a tough start to the year when they were 1-3 and three after that Oklahoma game. So I'll give it to them. They, they did come around. Definitely came around. So throw in, as always, your comments on uh, Facebook Live, on Periscope. Is Gundy's seat hot? <sighs> no, I, I don't think it is. Uh, once again, I always ask this. What direction Owen, is the grass always greener? I don't think Mike Gundy gets, gets fired. I, I don't think he's got a hot seat. What I could see happening at some point is Mike Gundy just comes to the admission that like he doesn't the passion isn't there anymore like it was 10 years ago. The drive isn't there anymore like it was 10 years ago. And I could see him just saying, you know, I kind of want to just sit on the farm, sit on the ranch, whatever. And kind of, I don't see Gundy being a guy that does this till he's 80. I don't. I never have. And I talked to Barry Tramwell from the Oklahoman about this a couple of months back. He disagreed with me, which is fine. But I, I just don't see him being that kind of guy. Like, I could see Gundy sailing off in a sunset and doing TV. I think he'd be great at it, uh, but that's what I could see him doing. 
So uh, that's where I think we're at with this with this program. But I would not call him on the hot seat. I, I wouldn't do that, Greg. But thanks. Good question. Good question. Uh, do, 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 do. What else are we looking at here? Uh, oh, by the way, uh, like I said, the picks were not good yesterday. One in four. Still well above above 500 for the year. I think it would be 26 and 21 on the year. But yeah, I was not happy with my picks yesterday. Obviously, um, the one I got right was at the end of the night, which we'll get to momentarily. But don't forget about our friends at mybookie.com with that promo code Big12, Big12, for a 100% sign up bonus. Big12 at mybookie.com gets you to double your deposit. So you double your money right out of the gates to bet on whatever you want to bet on in the Big 12, NFL, college, whatever you got. Uh, they're taking good care of you, and they are a very important partner for us at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. All right, Iowa State crushing West Virginia 42-6. to So much for a hangover game for the Cyclones, huh? Brock Purdy, 20-23, 247, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a QBR of 99.6. That's not too bad, right? That's okay. Um, unbelievable. This performance yesterday from Iowa State, I, I I didn't see it coming. I thought there'd be some hangover, but boy, uh, West Virginia dropped an egg. The the Cyclones were fired up, even though they had clinched a Big Twelve title berth uh, before the game even kicked off because of Texas's win over Kansas State. They were still just fired up as could be. And uh, you know, I'm looking at this game and this team and saying that Oklahoma matchup in a couple of weeks is going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Hell of a lot of fun to watch. And you look at Iowa State, 5.4 yards per carry. I mean, that is just so impressive against the best defense in the Big 12, top to bottom. I mean, that's what the Mountaineers have been. Statistically, the best defense in the Big 12, top to bottom. Uh, That may come down a little bit after Iowa State this week, and then they got to play Oklahoma next week. All right? And give the Iowa State offensive line some credit, too. They held the Mountaineers to zero sacks and only two tackles for loss. That's Brock Purdy's mobility. That's the offensive line. That's the game plan. It's all three of those things. But the Mountaineers with those Stills brothers do a great job getting to the quarterback, and they did not do it yesterday at all. At all. And that's just what's fun to watch. Now, Iowa State's defense, three sacks, eight tackles for loss. They held Letty Brown to uh, uh, 14 carries for 48 yards. Boy, uh, this Iowa State team... Like they're 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 not going to make the playoff. They should have a shot. I mean, the fact that we're talking about Ohio State, who's played like what five games, and all these teams like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, who have played five, four or five games. Like Iowa State's got that ugly loss to Louisiana, and you always say what if, but man, if this Iowa State team beats OU in a couple of weeks for a second time this year, and is nine and two. <laughs> Boy, and they're playing like this. Just the eye test, right? That's what we always say, the eye test. I don't think they'll make it because they're not a blue blood. I, there's no way that the first two-loss team in the college football playoff is going to be a non-blue blood like Iowa State. And I just I don't like that. It's not fair. I'm just being honest with you. Um, but, boy, I mean, that would be a hell of a story. Hell of a story. On Facebook Live, Cyclones and Campbell lurking. Lay an egg in the Big 12 title game or legit? No, this team's legit. This team's legit, man. I, I don't see him laying an egg. No way, no how. Uh, John, Campbell's a shoe in for the Big 12 Coach of the Year, right? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, climbing, it would have been early in the year, but the way the K-State finished, obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah, no doubt about it. We are going to have Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell is going to be the Big 12 Coach of the Year. No doubt in my mind uh, that's going to be the case. He is going to roll that Big 12 uh, Coach of the Year honors. Don't worry about that. Absolutely. So there you had it uh, with that Iowa State-West Virginia game. And, and very interesting to watch this Big 12 title game. I can't wait to see it play out. Um, and I hope that the committee is at least watching and seeing what exactly this team is doing because, boy, is it impressive right now. It is some damn good football. And then the nightcap. Oklahoma beating Baylor 27-14. of The one game we got with Baylor plus three touchdowns, uh, 21 and a half to be exact, but who's counting? I was. Um, you know, here's the thing. I, I got to give Baylor this. That Baylor defense was impressive. Spencer Rattler got lucky. A couple of times. I mean, obviously, the last touchdown should have been an interception where a couple of those, I'm not saying Baylor would have won the game, but it could have been pretty darn close down the stretch. That Baylor defense was fast. Uh, Baylor fans should be very happy with how this team is closing this season with Dave Aranda, young team, new head coach. I mean, everything else going on. Baylor fans should be pretty pleased. Uh, Scott writes, uh, proud of the Baylor defense against OU going forward. If Baylor has that defense and improves on offense as well, I see Baylor winning Saturday against Oklahoma State. Not only that, I can see Baylor winning six to nine games next year. Uh, yeah, six. Uh, let's let's take it a year at a time. Six, right? I I, I could see that. I mean, Baylor's going to be absolutely vastly improved next year, no doubt about it. That defense, though, looked really, really good. Uh, there's still a lot to work on there as a program. And no, I would not be shocked if they beat Oklahoma State this weekend. With the way that Oklahoma State's playing right now, that would not shock me for a second. Not at all. Uh, they looked, the defense looked really good. That was a fast defense moving around and giving that offensive line for the Sooners trouble. And that OU offensive line is stout, man. We all know that. We all know that. Uh, the story is still, though, what the Oklahoma defense is doing. Alex Grinch has got himself in a hell of a position. to He may get a job somewhere. I don't know where, and I don't know if he really wants it. But this defense is moving, man. Three sacks, eight tackles for loss, eight passes defended. They are coming around. Uh, they are coming around in a big way. It is very impressive what this uh, side of the ball is doing for the Sooners. And once again, the committee has got to be watching this team and saying, hey, if there's ever a time this year, 2020, chance at a uh, chance at a possible college football playoff, man, uh, you look at this and say, if not 2020, when for a two-loss team? Because if OU rolls through Iowa State next or two weeks from now after beating West Virginia this weekend, you know what? I think a two-loss Oklahoma is better than a, a, a one-loss Pac-12 or Big Ten team. And by the way, all this talk about how Clemson and Notre Dame are both shoe-ins for the college football playoff, no matter who wins the ACC title in a couple of weeks when they play, that's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I Jeez. I mean, the, 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 the lack of respect for the Big 12 is stunning. And, and it's always been there. It just seems like it's worse this year, maybe because they had that awful first weekend of non-conference play. But watch these games. I mean, please, watch these games. Would you please uh, watch the games? That's all I'm asking you to do. Watch the damn games that you claim that you watch. But this committee, it changes the, it changes uh, every single year what's important to them. 
the first year you had to have the conference title game because it was Baylor and TCU and the Big 12 didn't have that. And then if you're, you know, Alabama moving forward, you don't need the conference title game anymore. It's just a joke. It's a complete joke. I really think that Iowa State and, and Oklahoma right now are playing like not just two of the top 10 teams in the country, but two of the top six to seven teams in the country. That's how good those teams have been this year, especially the last month to six weeks. They have been outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. A lot of great written content is on the site right now as well. Please go check it out. If you're on the podcast, leave us a rating and a review. We'd appreciate that. We've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie for you if you do that by just sending me an email uh, with a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'll send the koozie in the mail to you guys. And also, if you're not, please sign up for our message boards on heartlandcollegesports.com. They are free. They are fun. They are a way to interact with other uh, Big 12 fans. So get on there, heartlandcollegesports.com. Click the Members Forum tab at the top of the page, and uh, I'm on there all the time. So it's another way for all of us to interact as Big 12 fans. Really appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.